I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Two, two, one. Hello and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable with me, Adam Tiss. Who are you? Uh, Bob Shoy. Who are you, mate? Thief. Good. Welcome to the show. Um, today we've got number stations, as we've previously said. Uh, is there anything to add, Bob, before we start? Um, again, like I said last week, had amazing responses from everyone. I feel like I'm going to have to say this every week. Because yeah. I, I keep thinking it's going to die down, but if anything we're getting more and more messages from everyone. With people's stories and yeah, just amazing compliments from everyone. So as usual, if you have any stories or want to contact us in any way, unexplainableuk at mail dot com, and we really appreciate every message we get. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you to everyone that's listening. And also the change in format. Well, not much of a change in format. We're we're going to be starting to do it fortnightly from the next yeah mm. podcast. We wanted to get the first three episodes up weekly so people could get a feel for the show and you know give each of us a chance to host because we will be rotating hosts um and next week we're on our holidays but um after from now onwards it'll be fortnightly show instead of weekly so yeah and that starts with you your yeah. your show your in paranormal. two weeks in two weeks i'll be doing one on haunted houses um it should be fun that's exciting excellent yep and after that beef you've got um, I'm going to do one of miracles, but there's there's lots and lots of content, so I'm considering doing like a broad miracles episode or cutting it down into different kinds of miracles because there's different different kinds out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you any idea what you're following up your next one with? Uh, oh God! Um, from research in number stations and broadcasts, I've come up with loads of different things that could be episodes in themselves. All right, so you're still thinking. But I don't know whether to um, leave the broadcasts after this one for a bit and then touch on them again. I don't know. Yes. That's all right. You got, I'm just, I've, got, just, I've if, got a few weeks, right? Yeah, if people <laughs> want to message us any of their stories, that's always like they know what our next episodes are. Like, if people got haunted house stories, give us a message. you got any weird miracle stories, give us a message. And um, just send us anything. Like Alternatively, if anyone has any ideas of what I should do on my next episode, yeah. I'm all ears because That'd be great. I'm up for it. You know. Tweet Tiss. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter, yeah. Tiss R. Wolf. T-I-S-S-A-R-E-W-O-L-F. Um, that's an, an email. Send that to the email too. If there's any topics you particularly want us to cover, yeah. 
I'm well up for researching new things. Yeah. Always. And there could be there could be stories out there that we're completely unaware of that are so totally different to all yes. the stuff we've come across. And it would be amazing to do an episode <clears throat> on something that you guys at home, you know, you might be listening thinking, oh, I've got something weirder than all that. So, yeah, definitely get in touch. Definitely. I mean, some of the topics I'm already looking at now, I hadn't even considered. I'm really, in the future, I really want to do an episode on EVP, which is like uh, ghost recordings and stuff. Um, but I wasn't even really aware of what EVP was until like two days ago. And now I'm like, really? I want to yeah. do an episode on this. Wow. I heard about it years ago. I know, I know I've know, i heard of it, but I've never heard of it referred to as EVP. And some of the stuff I've heard, I've never heard clips like that. And it's really like opened a whole can of worms for me, so that's something in the future. Well, until three weeks ago, I hadn't had number stations. <laughs> Here we are, <laughs> hosting. hosting a number stations uh, episode of the podcast. So. That was the uh, thing that I told you about that got you hooked on the idea of the show in the first place. Well, yeah, that was one of, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to do a show about weird things like number stations. Yeah, what a number station, yeah. yeah. So what are number stations, Tiss? Well, what are number stations? <laughs> well, we'll have to start with um, number stations are... Mostly shortwave transmissions. Okay. What are shortwave transmissions? You, you may tell be me. asking. Tell us. Are they short distance transmissions? Incorrect, if you were thinking that, Bob. Right. So, um, <laughs> that's wrong. Uh, so, shortwave transmissions are actually shortwave being lower on the frequency band. Um, and for some reason, this makes it easier for them to transmit long distances. It, the, I'm not going to go into the science of it because this isn't really a science show, but the, the shortwave transmissions kind of bounce off the ionosphere of the Earth and they can go round the curvature of the Earth, so they can go global, right. these transmissions. So you, you do a shortwave transmission from anywhere, it can bounce to anywhere else in the world. Yeah, and interestingly wow. enough, um, shortwave transmissions are untraceable. Mm. Um I mean, not completely, but they're very hard to trace. Okay. You need a lot of equipment. Wow. Um, so is there, like, people that come across them, are they probably people sat at home just with, like, kitted out with every piece of equipment necessary and just do it all day yeah. long? Yeah, People with ham radios. That's, that's a hobby in itself, yeah. isn't it? Ham radios. Yeah. Not primarily for number stations, but primarily for, like, communicating with people. Now, before we actually talk about what number stations are, yeah. should I just play a clip of a number station? Yeah. And then we can be like, that's weird. Let's do it. Um, I'll play one of the more infamous ones. Um, this one is, they'll have sort of their names that they're referred to as. So this one's referred to as the Swedish Rhapsody, um, which was actually a Polish number station. It's the You're going to lay in the actual audio. Mm. So that gives you an idea. When, when was that from? Um, um, ceased broadcasting in 1997, that one. It's been broadcasting since the 70s, um, but continued in different variations until until 2007. Mm. Okay. It's one of the most well-known 
It's probably one of the creepiest sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. As I was listening to it, I couldn't help but think someone's having a laugh. Like, because that is a notoriously unsettling sound. Like, um, like, what they called mu- they music boxes yeah. where you tune them, you turn the, the key. It's a music box version of Swedish Rhapsody number one. Now, the re- I think there's a speculation that the reason they sound so creepy and weird is to put people off. Like, when you hear it, you're like, I shouldn't be listening to this. Yeah. Okay, so would it then play? I know that was that was a couple of minutes we listened to there. That would just loop, but and that just loops for what would you have to listen for hours before you eventually get to some kind of hidden message or something? The or numbers just are the message, that? I think. The different sequences of numbers yeah, yeah, yeah. mean things. Okay, so that that when she repeated, they were numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, she was speaking in Polish, I think, and it was punctuated by the word she was saying "actor" as well. In amongst it, so it's like seven, actum, five, two, nine, actum. Um, okay. They're always sequences of five numbers. All right. And then a stop, and then another five numbers. That's what they've all got in common. Okay, so what are they? Now we listen to one. Well, that's a mystery, what they actually are, but... Is it unexplainable? Tell us what, what well, you think. Well, everything is unexplainable, but... Well... The general consensus is to do with that They've been broadcasting since the Cold War, most of them, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of evidence that points towards them being able, that being used to communicate with spies in the field. Yeah, that's mm. what I've heard. Uh, because short, another thing about shortwave radios, they can be picked up almost anywhere, even if like the middle of nowhere, mm. you know, where phone signal would run out, where internet isn't there, even FM and AM doesn't reach shortwave will. So to listen to these, do you have to actually have a radio and tune into it, or can you call up on a telephone? No, you have to have a radio. Oh, right, okay. But this is why it's, it's, um, it makes sense that it's for sort of espionage and secret government activity, because, say, M wanted to get in touch with James Bond. Right. And he's somewhere in Ukraine, mm-hmm. or Russia, you know, and he was trying to listen in. Then he'd have to, I'd imagine he'd have to have been given... Because let's be honest, we all know that the military use technology that we're not even aware exists, I'd have thought. That's that whole other episode in itself. Um, so, I don't know, James Bond would have to be given some kind of gadget or radio that would be able to pick that up. He's probably got one built into his watch. Or his pen. Mm. Or his radio. But anyway. the, the government's never, obviously, because it's secret espionage stuff, or so people suspect, or no governments actually take responsibility for any of these. The FCC won't comment, and that is the U- U.S. Federal Communications Commission. Now, won't comment on number stations. Wasn't one of them confirmed? To they they traced it that it was the Russian government. UVB seven six was traced to a um, derelict um, Soviet base. Right. Still under guard. Right. right. Yeah, that's the twist. It's it's abandoned. Still transmitting. Has all the equipment, it's still under guard, there's still guards there. So that sort of. <clears throat> so a lot of people think, well, they used them in the Cold War and they've just been left running ever since then. Yeah. If they've still got them under guard. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're obviously still What's in use. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. otherwise yeah, they would yeah, just yeah. shut down. But there's loads of. Um, you, you get it every now and then, don't you? Yesterday I saw a, a photo on Facebook which like, really shocked me. Um, but then I realised it was years ago. And there's so much that, you know, and I know we know that. 
you know, I think more so in America, but um, over over here in the UK, you know, our broadcasting stations are still they're still owned and governed by the government, mm. so that you still have content that's not allowed to go out or isn't you know isn't appropriate. You know, I saw a picture of um, when um, when the economy crashed in two thousand eight around the world. Mm-hmm. There was a picture of Madrid that was taken from a helicopter. And almost like every single street in central Madrid was just all you could see was individual torches, and there was just people rioting. It was like the um, the riots we had in London yeah. in twenty eleven, but but we didn't hear about it. And it's so in a way, you know, and 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 also um, take for example the fact that there's still concentration camps around the world. There's like in places like North Korea. Oh. Like, I don't really want to want North Korea. That's, li- no, no, no. that's libelous. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about North Korea, but my point, my very long and tiresome point, is that in some ways it gives me comfort that I don't know everything. I don't want to know everything. Yeah. Hmm. Do you want to know everything? Knowledge is power, but it's also a bit of a curse. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. Oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't scripted any of this. Ten pounds. Never. Um, <laughs> so yeah, UVB76, should we play that? Oh, so this is, this is the one that was confirmed as a Soviet base. Soviet base. Coming from a Soviet base. Okay. That's the buzzing. Mm-hmm. UVB's known as the buzzer. The buzzer, yeah. 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 Alright. Um, I'll try and find a, um, Actual, because then uh, with UVB, aren't the numbers like so few and far between? Or am I wrong? Um, they're very weird. The UV seven six things because this one's a woman screaming. Great, I look forward to this. Do you think if they make them sound more uncertain, like I say, it's intentionally to put people off if it's the government? Well, I you... must admit, if I was walking down the road and tuning my radio, as <laughs> you do, and, and came across that, I would immediately, I'd go and probably turn it off. Hmm. But what is that? Well. I mean, where's that psychological, you know, because like music boxes, like mm. if anyone plays them, or if they get played really slowly... And I'm thinking of Spaced now. Right. <laughs> uh, with Brian, the artist. Um, we'll put some stuff on the blog spot about um, people that don't know what Spaced is. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> um, they just, I don't know. I'd like to look into the psychology as to why so those intense. noises are universal. Because that that's from Russia. So that's what, I think how people know that's going to affect people. Um, anything childlike out of place is uncertain. Yeah. We spoke about you, this, didn't Yeah. We? If you saw a child in a park, but it was like two in the morning and they're on their own. I'd run. It's automatically terrifying because it's out of place. I'd run, yeah. Anything to do with children out of place is, is just hardwired to be scary. Yeah. Um, if you go, if you went to a haunted house, or what was supposed to be a haunted house, and there was apparently no one in there, and the first thing you heard was the sound of a music box coming from upstairs. I'd run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would never come back again. Yeah. But they use that in... Um... Like in Women in Black, don't they? There's a music box in that. And yeah. every time you hear the music box, it foreshadows that he's going to walk upstairs and basically do what no one in the world would ever do mm. and walk towards it. Never oh, I don't it. know. Part of, that's the thing. I th- 
Part if I had everyone around me, if I was on my own, I wouldn't. If I was, if I had a phone, I'd ring you guys and be like, guys, can you come and like hold my hand? Because I want to go and see this thing, but I will poo myself. My reaction, if ever I hear something strange in the night or anything, my initial reaction, I, I retreat, and then I think, and then I go. It's like I always come back, I can't leave it. I think you'd have to, you'd have to gear yourself up for it. So yeah. you'd have to, it's the same as, if you hear something, you wake up in the night and you can hear something downstairs. Yeah. You're like, I should probably invent, that's, this is my house, so I should probably go and check that out. Just give me a minute. I just need to <laughs> get used to the fact, and when we, um, like this is really stupid, but when we first got, uh, we've got a house rabbit, and the first time we got her, like during the night, every now and then I'd wake up and just hear this like dull thumping, and I, it was really scary to listen to it at first. Um, but then we saw her doing it during the day, and I didn't realise this, but rabbits thump their feet when they're um, when they're scared or when they've spotted something. Like it's their way of alerting other rabbits in their like clan of rabbits that guys, we need to do something about this fox that's out there. We need to run or we need to confront it or something. But at night time, it was it was really horrible to listen to. How about she was trying to warn you about something in the house, mate? She saw a ghost. Animals are attuned to that stuff. Yeah, she might be. What's a ghost going to do, though? Scare you. Yeah. Um, getting back on to music station, uh, <laughs> stations. Yeah. So but they're not all creepy. No, I mean, that one was a bit creepy. The two that we've just listened to are both horrible. One of the most logical explanations for the uh, music and the buzzer is that using tonally eerie sounds, to us, mm. we're thinking eerie, to them, they might be thinking frequency-wise, using tonally rich music would be easier to find ah, for the spy. Okay, so it's easy to pinpoint. Because if you're you're trying to go for a shortwave radio, the high pitches of these this music is easier to pick out from the static than it would be if you were just playing some... Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense as well. So that's what I think, huh. personally. The eeriness is kind of like... That's just a byproduct. I don't know, I like to think it might be over, you know, their sort of like little... I don't know. Little joke. Well, they know people are going to be looking for it, so like, maybe well, let's scare them. <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah. You never know. Okay. Because I mean, there's. Well, the... do you think it's like people is... back at base going, let's play a trick on James? Well, I mean, this was set up by humans. Yeah. And humans. Do you know what I mean if you? You got to remember that we could have that job of setting up that thing, and we'd just be like, yeah. Should so I put something creepy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone stumbles across this bank. Yeah, everyone's got, everyone's got a sense of humour, even though it's you know all serious and stuff. It's, yeah, it could have a bit of a I don't know. <laughs> that's that's just my take on it. But um, but yeah, I've got a story actually. Going back to what you said about um, could it be picked up on a phone? Right. Um, there was the famous uh, Lincolnshire poacher. Right. That's the English um, one. This uh, magazine, online magazine, the the Colonel, uh, check it out. Thanks for the story. Uh, reported on a mysterious Russian radio signal, uh, UVB seven six, and uh, they were inundated with anonymous tips. Um, and one of them was that there is a phone number, uh, supposedly an MI six phone number, which is used to when you phone it up. It's basically a number station on a right. phone. Okay. When they posted the story, this is what the uh, thing said. Hello, 
seven, five, one, two, nine, zero, four, nine, zero, nine, one, four, four, three, five, two, two, eight, two, one, five, eight, two, six, four, so one, it goes on nine, like this. Nine, until the end. That's that high pitched noise again that we said about. I didn't realise until you said it's always groups of five numbers. Yeah. Now that's really weird because that suggests it is like a commonly known thing throughout every country because mm. all these different countries have these number stations and they're all the same method like shrill noise, five numbers, five numbers, five numbers, shrill noise, repeat. Could they be coordinates? I don't know how coordinates, how like, how long coordinates have to be, or even though I wouldn't say that's wrong, I'm sure someone would have thought about it. And I think if I can figure it out, yeah, 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 yeah. someone would have got it. It's got to be a code that they are aware of. Yeah. But anyway, this so that that was uh, they the colonel actually posted the number online, right? And this number was inundated with over 6,000 calls. Who were calling up to calling hear it up themselves. Calling up to hear it themselves. And then um, they did another article, um, which was entitled, Did We Take Out a MI6 Secret Line? So this is what they heard when they called back um, maybe a week after. Okay. This number is being currently unavailable. Do not use this number at this time. Please refer to backup channel, Romeo X-Ray 3-9-N. So, that's... And then, also, on top of that, the Colonel, along with several other of the readers who rung it, received a text message from a new number informing us that the Lincolnshire Poacher telephone number is restricted, asking us that we do not call it again. And that is the... I'm showing Beef the text. This number is restricted. Please do not call 01252-230-607. Again. Again. Yeah. Wow. Uh, at the time of writing, our original recording of the telephone number had been listened to by over 6,000 people, presumably concerned by the number of calls the number had received after we published it. Whoever runs it has stopped transmitting the mysterious numbers. So if I rang it now, would I get that same message? Should we do it? I'll do it. Should I try it? Yeah. Am I going to get the cops round? Well, it's your phone. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if we get arrested, I mean... That'd be good. Make a good show. <laughs> yeah. The next episode... How long ago was this broadcasting? This was like two prison. years ago. This this um, uh, This article was two years ago, yeah. Right, okay. Okay. Shall I try it? Yeah. I'll um, try and then put it on speaker for you guys listening. Yeah. Call ended. Nothing. Oh, that's Nothing. it. It's gone. So originally they changed it for people who are actually trying to contact it seriously, yeah. and they're like, "Here's the backup number." Yeah. Set it in a code. What code is? I mean, what, what area code is? So, for example, like so, the village, um, Sukley's area code is zero one five two five, isn't it? So that's just the normal. Well, is that was it? Is it for Lincolnshire? Zero one two five two is linked to Aldershot in Hampshire. Oh, weird. But it's um surrounding. Hmm. Yateley, Runford, Hartley. Do whatever. MI6 yeah. have thing is none, like a base up? The weird thing yeah. is, then putting that message on afterwards almost confirms to everyone who's trying yeah. to contact <laughs> that it was like a dodgy thing. Please do not call this number again. 
Yeah, they may so as well just. Why not just <laughs> do what? So I so I tried to call then, and it just didn't connect. Because so the people that actually it? needed to contact, they had to relay that new. Hmm. And the funny thing is, the same that that phone call uh, number station is actually a real number station called the Lincolnshire Poacher. Uh, that's on a shortwave radio, and they link that. Um, I think someone traced it back to Cyprus, where there's an RAF really? base. They think it could be coming from Cyprus. It, it uh, stopped transmitting. Um, I'm not too sure. Mm, 2009? First aired in 1988. Yeah, it seems to be inactive. Although Cherry Ripe continued to be on air until uh, December 2009. Cherry Ripe is a sister station. Um, this is sourced from Wikipedia, so we know it's concrete. <laughs> which, which is uh, also transmitting from Cyprus. Detected to be emanating from Cyprus. So, yeah. Interesting. I, I find this this is this really fascinates me because like like I said earlier I I I like like they, they um so it was mentioned on the radio a couple of months ago that um our MI6 have thwarted over 40 terrorist um attacks since um uh, July 2007 when we had the London bombings Oh right okay yeah 7 and people were getting People getting cross at it and like sort of getting a bit. Well, why are they telling us this? And like, oh yeah, oh and yet we're still at threat and they're still letting stuff. You know, stuff's still happening. And I was sat there thinking, that's you know, that's I'd like I'd like to n- think that that's what's happening. I I don't want. Why should I need to know everything that's happening all the time? Yeah. You you put your trust in them that they're protecting you in a certain yeah. way. Yeah. And it's the same thing as like uh, uh, no, this is uh, uh, no, I'm not going to talk about that because we'll get into a whole conversation. What is it? I was going to talk about um, like interrogation and stuff. That's a different. Topic. Oh, that's a whole other topic. That's a different story. It's not a mystery either. It's just yeah, pure. It is. happens and it's horrible. Uh, about that figure of uh, forty, thwarted forty terrorist attacks. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny because, like, if they said it was fifty, thirty, twenty, I mean. Mm. How would we know? <laughs> it's just yeah, coming it could out. Be yeah. One, yeah. yeah, how are the MI6 kind of um, tatting them up? Are they tiny little things that could have been a terrorist? Those forty. Completely another subject, though. So let's leave that. Give us another one, beef. Uh, beef. That's me. Edit that. Beefy. <laughs> call someone your own name. That's really weird. I've never done that. That is an unsolved mystery in itself. That is really obscure. <laughs> Give us another story, Tiss. Um, apart from them ones that always read numbers, there are some that, um, I think they're all gone now, but some of them did Morse code. Right. Back in the, uh, the First and Second World War and stuff, and the Cold War. And you say a lot of these go back to the Cold War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, interestingly enough, in the Second World War, shortwave radio was the medium in which the Enigma code, well, yeah, yeah that was, that was how it was transmitted, so... I mean, as far as the mystery goes, it's hard to believe it isn't the government. Mm. There's a history of government using shortwave radios in in times of war and stuff like that. One weird fact about... Um, it's kind of unrelated to number stations, but in the Second World War, um, Britain on the news used a recording of Big Ben rather than the real Big Ben. You know, they used the sound of Big Ben on yeah. the news. Mm. They stopped using the real one, so the Germans couldn't pick up the meteorology readings of London. Oh, they no. used a recording 
of Big Ben, so they couldn't hear the uh, the weather and uh, stuff like that. Oh, right. Very strange. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's lots of weird um, stories of like methods they used in the war. Have you ever heard about? This is completely off topic. Um, Brilliant. There was a magician. They employed a magician. And he used, like, giant mirrors to make the Germans think that a city was in a completely different place. And they bombed, like, somewhere where there was no one. He ended up saving the city. But he was, like, never credited for it. Really? Yeah, and they used, like, oh, he had a name. Oh, I need to look this up. Because it was so, it's so cool. Yeah. He had, like, his own name. Like, the team, his team was, like, the Magic Gang. It might have actually been called the Magic Gang. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow, that is... That's that really cool. That's really cool, How yeah. giant... Yeah, I know. <laughs> for a city? I can't remember. I might be completely wrong. I might have to correct this on next show. <laughs> yeah. I might have dreamt it. Yeah, no, that was just a, that was just a very blame special. Yeah. <laughs> um, the interesting thing to me about these number stations are, you say, oh, well, it must be the government. Yeah. Because they have a history of using shortwave radios. Yeah. Um, it just, it's interesting that it's still happening. Yeah. Like, that's still a method they rely on. It's like, um, I don't know, like telephones are too, too traceable and everything else is so simple. Yeah. That's, that method is still, like, it's tried and tested and, and they're still going to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, if, and these are proof that they do still use it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or do they? Or do Cause they? Because I read today yeah. that number stations are possibly, or a, a variation on number stations are being used on Twitter. Right, okay. Um, I read ah. this about five minutes before we started recording for the first time, but there are um, Twitter accounts that exist that just tweet random strings of numbers every five minutes. It says on here every five minutes exactly. Um, post random numbers and letters a few uh, a few hour or minute intervals with no known reason. Are they coded espionage messages, political propaganda? Or just some kind of spam bot. But it's interesting, like, you never know where these secret transmissions could be being used. Mm -hmm. What you think is just spam on Twitter could well be the modern equivalent of a number station. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are there any other theories um, as to, like, what else number stations could be? Or is it pretty much like... Pretty much sewn up. There must, there must be other theories. There must be other stuff out there. I've not read a lot of other theories, to be honest. There are, as well as number stations... Well, hang on a second. Let me just play another number station clip. Because why not? This is the, um, the one known as Jasami Sam, which is a off US... Looney Tunes. Yeah. Off of... It's a US number station. Let's listen to this. And no one's ever been able to decipher that one. That is just Yosemite Sam, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. It's a clip from a Looney Tunes cartoon. Do you think some of them are just people setting up crazy stations? Possibly. I don't know the ins and outs of how to how cheap it would be to set up. Uh... But again, why? With all with all these like with all these theories, why? Why would you? Someone just sit at home and go, "I'm going to get a clip of Yosemite Sam." And make it sound like some kind of secret government number station. Started transmitting in December 2004 from Laguna Indian Reservation um, near Albuquerque. 
What is like? What is that? We... Ah, apparently the transmission is an 800 millisecond burst of compressed data, which could include anything from pictures and video instructions, followed by the vo- voice of cartoon character Yosemite Sam saying, "Varmint, I'm gonna blow you to smithereens." The cycle repeats itself three times over two minutes. Mm. So it's compressed data. Mm, that's clever. How do you read that? Well. well. Oh. Oh. Both oh, 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 of you got theories. Well, no, no. Go on. Well, that, well just, that's, I was just going to talk about what I was saying earlier about the government having access to technology that no one else does. Exactly. Because that's exactly <laughs> what you literally are thinking. I was going back to your point that, that they do have. Well, they could have uh, technology that we don't. Do. Wow. They must do. That's that's yeah. clever then. It's really clever. Eight hundred milliseconds of compressed data. It's like, bam! Here's loads of stuff, and let's put people off with your Sam Sam, and make a weird noise that you can't mistake if you're yeah. searching for it. Can you imagine finding that one though? That'd be creepy. Uh, your Sam Sam isn't creepy, but it's. it's I hear the noise, and then I see all these. I'm trying to when you guys play these these clips I'm trying to put myself in right if I if I heard this like so I was just ringing one of you guys up and accidentally I don't know came across it by complete accident <laughs> okay <laughs> alright like how would I react you're ringing us up on your shortwave radio yeah yeah <laughs> then but how would I react because like now I, I'm not didn't sound very creepy but if I did it by accident I think it really creeped me out. Mm. Yeah, I think if you were on your ham radio in the middle of the desert trying to search for some weird signals, and all of a sudden you heard, you just heard <laughs> Sam shouting at you, you'd be like, that's weird, I must have picked up a television. But then it's just like, keeps repeating. And kept doing it again and again. You'd be like, this is really weird. And then it'd creep out, because you start thinking, what's this? Why is it here? The interesting thing about what you said about um, the burst of compressed... Uh, data, mm-hmm. like if you had a program that could say transpose sound frequencies into you know, a computer and, and unpack it, yeah, that's plausible. Yeah. Really plausible. I had never considered number stations being used in that way. Yeah, because like, all you'd need is a computer program that could transpose the numbers of the frequencies into code, the code into data, data into you know images, anything. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I've always just thought of them as being like strings of numbers that are you have like your little code in your pocket on a bit of paper, and you're like, well, two seven six two one means da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. But it's more than that. Yeah, might have started as that. But like the internet, you know, when the internet <laughs> started, fifty six k, you know, the sound. Yeah. That, I mean, that is that's data. That's doing something. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. sound. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. It's all speculation. Another. Um, this isn't number stations, but it's always something that interested me. It's a broadcast, which is, um, it's just been broadcast for years and years and years, um, into outer space. Okay. No one knows its purpose, but it's believed to be broadcasting from two different sources. I didn't know this, I thought it was just the US. One in the US and one in England. Alright. Right? Now let me. Into outer space? Yeah. Now let me play this, it's known as the Backwards Music Station. (laughs) 
enough of that. That's really horrible. Yeah. I didn't like that. No. But again, if you listen, there's so much in it. You've got the horrible, really shrill noise that's kind of in and out, fades in and out. And then really faint buzzing. And then um, almost like a voice, like a tone that sounds like a voice. Consists of weird tones and distorted voices. Um, it's also known as the whale song because it sounds like right, whale so. song in a way. I don't think it does. Mm. It sounds just horrible. But there's, there's loads of speculation as to the reasoning behind this. I think it's making contact with extraterrestrials, possibly, or being yeah. out of space, or what. But I don't know. If I was an alien... Go on. <laughs> Good start. ...looking for signs of life, if I came across that, I wouldn't think, all oh, right, they're trying to talk to me. Mm. I would be like, what the fuck is this? The same as I am now. Mm. I don't know how that is supposed to contact with anyone. Hmm. Yeah, but you haven't met an alien before. Well, you're saying that the broadcast this have met an alien, and they're like, okay, these are the noises he made, let's send it out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like a mating call or something. Oh. Hey, that's a weird idea. Yeah. Maybe they have made contact with aliens, and they're relaying back the similar sort of message that aliens... I don't know. That's a whole other train of thought. Or... It's some bloke sat in an office working for the UK government and his mate from the US just having a laugh. Well, you think that... Yeah, but why would they maintain this frequency all this time for a joke? Wait, how long has it been maintained for? Let me, let me tell you that. Please do. And is it still operating? Okay, this is the whole... Um, this is all it says on Wikipedia about it. It's not like page long page. Um, the Backwards Music Music Station, also known as Whale Song, is a numbers station. So it's listed here as a numbers station, but this is Wikipedia. That plays a loud grating sound and several high pitched whines in the background. Occasionally, what appears to be a voice can be heard in the background. The Backwards Music Station was found on various frequencies in the short wave band until about 2004, with the transmissions apparently coming from both the United States and England. Oh, so it has stopped now. There are debates whether the station is some complex form of communication known as Lincomplex or whether it's simply feedback from naval transmitters. Possible explanations for the existence of the station. It has been suggested that the station is used to communicate with spies. The frequencies used are very similar to frequencies used by the US Navy and they appear to, be, to emanate from bases in Jacksonville, Florida and Virginia Beach. There is also a source of these waves in England, suggesting that perhaps the signals are used by NATO to communicate with one another. Okay, so the aliens thing, um, I don't know where I got Did that. I, yeah. Uh, maybe that's just my imagination, like, oh, I love it if they're trying to communicate yeah. with aliens. So that's also considered a number station as well, then. I was just thinking, right? Right. This is kind of related. Imagine you become the Prime Minister. Yep. And I've never considered this, right? I've you're, never considered being you're thinking, you're thinking, right, I'm going to... I'd hate I've got, it if you I've got to govern minister. the UK. Right. I've got to do this and that, right? You've never considered. When you become Prime Minister, it's like, oh, by the way, what are number stations? Oh, by the way, what's all this classified information? Do you think that you'd they... Be, you'd be party to all this classified information. Do you or think would they you? get told? Or do you think that's someone else's job? Maybe. Head of militaries. That's his jurisdiction. No, I think you'd know. Do you know? Do you think? I think you'd... I think what, no prime minister has ever come out and said anything about it. 
But this is this is that's the thing. Before. Yeah, yeah. This is happened before. Of... It's you know stuff came out after the war when Winston Churchill died, and they have they have a clause that you know there's like a, a a length of time. So for example, let's say I know this is something you're going to come back to, but let's just say nine eleven, big conspiracy. We'll never hear if it. We'll he- we we won't really hear the truth in inverted commas about that in our lifetimes. Right. But it will come out because there's a length of time. And well, they have different different bits of information that are classified. Some of it is, oh, that can come out in 20 years. But if it's really quite bad stuff that's been buried by the government, right. you could, it could be 100 years before but that's allowed to come. Well, well, when, it's, when it's not relevant, basically. Yeah. Like JFK's assassination. What about Area 51? Well, I mean, that's a whole other episode. Still in that's operation. A, that's what I'm saying, yeah. If it's still going, is it from when the... Say they're talking about number stations, is it from when the broadcast ceases, then it's... They've got an amount of time, or is it from when the number station's set up? But, I, I mean, it's it's less obvious over here, because we don't really have... In the United States, when you get a president elected, they get inaugurated. So right. they have a whole... Like we all know, it's like they have a whole ceremony where they have to swear on the Bible, I think. Please write in if you're American. I don't please. know much about American politics. I'm pretty sure this is accurate. I feel like this is right. Uh, if you're American, please feel free to correct me. But if I'm pretty sure are... they have a ceremony where they have they get sworn in as president. If so... you're American, please please message in and correct him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I honest, I I do feel because when um when President Obama got elected for the first time in 2012, I think. No, for the second time. Right, that's going to say. Yeah, second, it was 2008, I think he got elected the first time. Me and Rachel, my wife, were watching it from her university room. Um, or we watched, like, clips the next day. And it is, I'm pretty sure they get sworn in. There's, like, a whole ceremony, and you get watched it in, and then they give a big patriotic speech about what they're going to do, what they're going to achieve for the country, and what, what America stands for, and... Why? Why you've elected me, good people of America? Like over here, the Prime Minister, it just so happens. David Cameron goes to see the Queen. The Queen says, "All right, Dave," and he goes, "Yeah, you're right, Mum." And she goes, "Yeah, yeah, good. Do you want a cup of tea? Yeah, 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 it's fine." And then they have a little chat, and then it's kind of done. And it's, uh, nothing really happens, and then you got a little does bit. It? Of a, we don't know what. But happens. this is what I mean. Yeah, so it's less usual. over here. So it's less conspicuous. It's more, it, you know, it's more hidden. So. We don't know what happens. When they sit down, she gives them a big scrap of yeah, all the number goes, stations. She takes off her mask, reptilian elite. She says, a few things you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if this gets out, I will eat you. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. Like So in our heads, we just think that the Queen's... But she might say, for example, um, Labour get in next time. I know this is your big... That I'll make you very pleased, Tiss. But say Labour get in next time. Not the Queen would sit down with the Labour leader and say, right, now you're here, I've got some really serious stuff to tell you, you can't, don't even tell you why. Do you think that happens? I don't know. I don't I've, know. I've, no. I'm not saying it does, but we don't know. Unexplainable. Unexplainable. Back to number stations. We've been off topic so much in the last 45 minutes. Have you got any more? That's it. Yeah, that's, the, that's as far as the number stations goes. A lot of the other broadcast stuff, in its own right, would have would have filled an episode. Mm. Have you ever heard this one, the Cuban number station? Oh no, that was what I was going to touch on actually. Oh, you're going to talk about this? I was going to talk about the Cuban Five. Right. They. uh, This is what supports. Oh, that's what I'm on right now. What supports my um, 
theory and a lot of people's theories that it's to do with spies because the Cuban Five were spies that were um, arrested in the US for tuning into number stations to, uh, I think it was to either send out information back to Cuba about the US or to receive instructions from Cuba of what to do in the US. But yeah, they were spying on the US using number stations. So we've got evidence of spies using number stations ah. and being arrested. Oh, right. Okay. From from Cuba. I think it was in the Cuban, uh, you know, the war. And this Cuba. is, um, oh yeah, long before arrest in 1998. So, so. And um, if anyone wants to listen to any, the clips I've been playing, I've been getting from um, com. Um, there's a page on there where I'm playing a lot of these clips from. This is the Cubans numbers station clip. Right. Not as imaginative as the others. It's not, but it's still unsettling to this. All of them are um, not necessarily creepy, but they're all, yeah, they've all got the same kind of theme, haven't they? You know, when you hear it, it just sounds like, if I come across that, I just think, I'm not supposed to be listening to this. You automatically feel like, you know, you shouldn't be listening. You know, the weird thing about the creepiness... um, it actually stems from the fact that the audio is very low quality. You're not getting the full frequency range. Mm. You know, if you listen to a high, high HD version of a, an orchestral performance, you're getting the warmth mm-hmm. of the orchestra. On a very low quality audio sample, you're just getting, you know, every other frequency or maybe even one in five of the frequencies. So you, there's a lot of frequencies missing from the recording. So that's maybe where the the creepiness stems from. Mm, right. If you heard a high quality version of, um, uh, the, one of them broadcast Swan Lake and it sounds eerie, but, you know, Swan Lake in HD or in real life is a brilliant piece of music, but, yeah, yeah, um, broadcast through those means, yeah, of course you're going to get a very eerie, kilter, yeah, yeah. off kilter, it's very, yeah, like, um, as well, tape, Tape. I'm guessing the music come from like tape, reel to reel. Also, the de- the degrading of tape makes it stretch and makes it sort of um, yeah. In itself, tape can sound very eerie. Well, it's the same as anything. Actually, now you said that. If you um, talk, to, if someone left a voicemail message for you, mm. and it was a normal, just their normal voice. Um, hi. Even if it was like. Um, a telemarketer or whatever, like, hey, we're trying to contact you to tell you some stuff. Yeah, yeah. But if it's a voice that sounds distorted, sounds yeah. creepy, if you click, came in and clicked your answer machine on when you got home and it was like, <laughs> you'd be creeped out. Yeah. It's creepy, even though it's probably just a bad line. Yeah. yeah. It's weird how you get creeped out by things very... If, if something sounds not right in the slightest, your brain is like, this isn't right. Mm. It's automatically scary. Got a really good example actually of uh, how stuff can um, degrade and, and sound creepy. This isn't a creepy message, right? 
doesn't sound massively creepy, but it sounds creepier than what it would do. This is an Aphex Twin track. Right. But it's it's an answer phone message left for him by his mum. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Richard. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, my little son. My little 28-year-old son. Well, you were born by now because you were born about 5 o'clock in the morning. So that straight away, your first impression is it's quite creepy, isn't it? Mm. The sound of it, but the message isn't creepy. No. But if you heard that on a number station, someone singing "Happy Birthday," and you didn't know the recipient and you didn't understand, it's that would be creepy. The unknown as well. Yeah, like, yeah, it's you the don't unknown. know why it's being sent. You don't know what, why that message, who it's for. Anything you don't know is automatically scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you heard someone singing happy birthday in a field on their own to no one, Ugh. that'd be creepy, right? Oh, thanks. <laughs> now I've got a new fear. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, that is, in essence, it's, uh, it's the fact that the broadcast is n- not intended for anyone in particular. And it's just, yeah, very creepy. But it's, yeah, but that broadcast could be meant just for one person in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's very creepy. Do you have any other weird tales? Uh, I hope you have, because we've got Ghost Story of the Week. Ghost Story of the Week. Uh, I was going to try and set up a um, line for people to Skype in, which I do still want to do. So um, if you want to... I'm going into Ghost Story of the Week now. Yeah. Um, if you have your own story or anything and you're, you're emailing me um, or you're putting it on Reddit or anything, like a lot of people have, if you just let me know, because I'm going to try and set up a Skype thing, so if you want to relay the story yourself, that'd be even better. Yeah. Um, so in future, that's what I would like to do. But for now, I have a short story, or I can do a longer one if you'd like. Eva? Okay, um, I've got two... Very short ones, so I'll just do two. I'll do two ghost stories of the week, because they're both short. I've got one from the email and one from Reddit. Okay. So again, if you've got your own stories, unexplainableuk at mail.com, send them to me, and I would love to use them on the show. And not necessarily just ghost stories, because if it's a story relating to any topic we've got coming up, you know, we'll talk about it on that show as well. Um, but here's a couple of um, spooky ghost stories that people sent me. So this one's from Reddit. Um, it says, Home alone, parents in Mexico. Before I leave for work, this is December, and it gets dark around 4.30 to 5pm, I make sure every light in the house is off, TVs and things included. I come after work, and every light and device is turned on in my parents' bedroom. The creepy part is that two months prior to this trip, my grandmother died in the house, so I spoke to her and shut the door. A day later, I opened the door and everything was off. Ever since that night, I have been able to leave lights on and have them be turned off when I get home. That's really odd. Wow. Like that. Every that device is as well. very strange. And specifically in that room as well. Is that, I take it that's the room she died in? Uh, so she died in the house. It's his parents' room. Parents' bedroom. Weird, right? That's really weird. Mm. That's a short one. I've got another short one from the email. It says, I was 11 back then, 
I and my family were returning home from a dinner party. It was about 12am when we reached home. As a crazy kid, I jump out of the car and rush towards the front door only to realise that I don't have the key. It was with my mum. I turned back to look at my mum, who was fumbling for her keys in her purse, and that's when I saw it. I noticed a silhouette of a man walking in front of our front yard and vanishing into thin air. Everything was so quick that I couldn't even understand what to do. I told my parents and they obviously didn't believe me, as who would believe an 11 year old kid? I wouldn't believe it myself either. Seven years have passed and I still cannot forget this incident. Now this is, like I was saying last week, if you see something with your own eyes, mm. it's so easy to be 100% positive. I definitely saw it. I don't know what it is, but mm. I definitely witnessed this thing. Mm-hmm. And something as simple as that, it's so easy, if you weren't there, to be like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. It was dark. It was a shadow. Yeah. Oh, you're a kid. You saw this. You saw that. Tell them. You were tired. It's easy to tell someone what they saw. Mm, yeah, you yeah. can't be in their mind and know what they saw. Yeah. Which is what a lot, a lot of my stories from last week, I was relying on your guys' trust and our friendship for you to just believe that that's what I experienced. Well, that's, that's, that's exactly what I said to you last week. It's hard. You can't experience it the same yeah. as the person that experienced it. Yeah. If you have witnessed something with your own mm. eyes, and there's no doubt in your mind, it's a completely different thing mm. to trying to get someone else to believe or understand your story. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there, there are explanations for that, but like, not really. None of them sort of... See, I don't know what she saw. I can't see it through her eyes. Um... Really strange thing about the first one, actually. My mum um, lived in Newton Longville, which is a little village just down the road. And um, her brother died when he was about six. Right. And that house, since then, um, my nan would see the um, the people who moved into it after they moved out. Um, and the people who moved into it would see her down the city every now and then, down the city centre. And they would say that, that he was moving things. All the time, he would he would be mischievous. They'd have a mischievous ghost mm. in their house, honestly. And this is different. This isn't my mum's mum. This is this is other people that moved into the house, and then always they'd find their clothes moved or or something moved around. Well, this is cheeky little ghost. This is my next show. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, people laying stories that they have um, for their experiences of living in. A haunted house, or what they consider to be a haunted house. Yeah, I, I guess this is this is something for your for your next show. Mm. I've got a, quite a few people who have like longer stories. Like I've done a couple of short ghost stories of the week, but I've got much longer stories and more involved stories and like hauntings that went on for a long time. That's more what I want to cover next week, where they've lived in the presence I'd of move. something. I'd have to move. Yeah, but this is again, this is something that. I always think about when I read haunted house stories, and it, like I've got to admit, I've never lived in a haunted house. I've never experienced anything like that. Like the time we stayed with your mum, a little bit creepy, but nothing like all these stories. And I'm not. I want you. I want people to know, especially listeners that are listening now, and and they've they've lived in a haunted house, maybe that I'm not discredit, discrediting any stories, but I can't help but think if I was a ghost. 
maybe would I do these things because I was bored? Just like have a laugh with the people living in the house. What, but what would a ghost have to achieve? Like, what would they have to gain from doing these things? Well, this is um, goes into what I think about ghosts. It's, when you think about ghosts, do you think, oh, it's someone's spirit after they're dead and they've got nothing better to do to move socks around? Play solitaire. Or is it something completely different? Yeah. Like, do we not understand what ghosts are? Like, these things exist. They aren't the spirits of dead people. They're this. Or is it... You know, I don't know. Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Interstellar? The man in the bookcase. Yeah. But there's there's more there's there could be more to it than what we know. Yeah. Um, you know, how crazy do we want to get? Other planes of reality seeping through and anything. Any as crazy ideas as people have, I wanna hear. Can I just tell a quick story? It's not a ghost story. What is it? It's a weird story. It's um it's it's can I can I tell it? That's what's me. It's your yeah, you're hosting. Um, okay, so in Japan, this is quite a well-known story, so most people will know this, but in um, Japan, there was a man who, uh, in his house, stuff was moving, especially the kitchen, and he, every time he'd come home, um, stuff would be moved, and food would be eaten, and, and stuff that he knew was there. He lives alone. Single, so you know you can imagine stuff you buy, food and stuff. You'd you'd remember it, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he set up a camera in his house because he was convinced someone was breaking in or or something was happening with his stuff. Turns out a woman was hiding in his closet. Whoa! Um, for a year. Whoa! Wow! A homeless woman was living in his closet for a whole year. Um, and when he set up the camera and watched it back, he'd see this woman get out of his closet, have a shower, have some food while he was at work, get back into the closet. Wow! Watch some Looney Tunes. Yeah. So play some cards. Set up a number station. So cheeky so, little homeless person. So he lived in his house for a year with someone with a secret scrounger wow. that he didn't know was there. Can you imagine that? That is When you started telling crazy. it, I was getting ready for like, oh, when things started moving around the house on their own. When you watched the video back, I wasn't expecting. No. It's not unexplainable. It's definitely a weird tale. It's a weird tale, though. Yeah. It's uh, it's unexplainable until you set up a camera, so <laughs> that's... It's, well, it's, it's clever. If I was homeless, I'd like to think that I'd do that to someone else. You know what? Fair play to her. Yeah. Well Fair done. Fair play to her. Well done for having initiative. Although he might be scarred for life. Yeah. Fair play to her. <laughs> she got a year of warmth. Tissic? Yeah. When you were doing your number station research. Yeah. Uh, did you come across any recommendations for people in terms of reading, viewing? Yeah. Yeah. There's a really good documentary on YouTube. I'm just going to find the name of it, which I watched. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't want to plagiarise too much. So I, I kind of took bits from different things so that I'm not just quoting one documentary. Yep. Um, I think it's called Tracking the Lincolnshire Poacher. Okay. And that's it's, a, it's a 30-minute documentary right. um, from Radio 4, but it's actually got um, video on it as well. And it's all about number stations, what they are, um, yeah, loads of stuff about it. I'll put a link, link to that on the blog. Um, for those who don't know, we have a companion blog to the show uh, where I put anything we talk about 
Um, I, I put pictures and links and recommendations on there from anything we talk about. So every time I put a new show up, there's a new post on the blog and you can find anything of interest to the show we've just talk, just um, recorded. And the website for that is weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.blogspot.com. Um, okay, so that sounds... I might watch that myself. Yeah, that yeah. documentary is where I got the information about um, how Big Ben in the World War Two. Uh, and it was all the information. It's, it's sort of leading up. It sort of um, had lots of information about the Enigma code and stuff like that, but also, you know, number stations and how some of them um, are very on the on time. Okay. And they're very. Um, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, on time, regular, regular. like clockwork. Yes. Uh, and some of them are very sporadic, but the Lincolnshire poacher was was on time. It was very meticulously put together. Okay, well I'll put a link to that. I'll put a link to the website where I was playing the clips from that has a little bit of information about some of them. Yep. Um, any other recommendations? Um, I mean, if you search number stations on Google there's a wealth of sound clips. That documentary is very good. Uh, you know what? I'm going to link to that. Uh, we haven't had time to talk about it. But I was sent on Reddit a link to that guy's blog. Uh, the guy who um, went camping and found all them weird frequencies um, and and stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah, this was about um, five years ago. Uh, I won't give anything away because it's a very interesting read. But if you want to uh, read some weird tales um, about some stuff that this guy found, a lot to do with broadcasts. Um, his blog is, um, the title at the top is The Creepy Woods, Adventures of a Vermont Hiker Who Found Something Odd. And that's all I'll say. I'll put a link to that on the blog. It's very interesting. If you want to find it yourself, it's creepycampingvt.blogspot.co.uk. But I'll put a link to that on our blog as well. And as a recommendation from me, which is completely off topic, I like to just chuck in a weird recommendation. And from this, you might think I'm really into specifically like ghosts and paranormal because all my recommendations are like mm. oh I, I read this really scary book I did this really scary thing I'm not even into like really being scared and being <laughs> reading scary literature but it just seems that a lot of my recommendations have been that way um, I played a game last night on my PC alright which I went into not knowing it was a scary game I just thought it was recommended to me by someone and I just thought well that looks like a cool little indie adventure game with cool art style and everything and it was based a lot on sort of, it seemed to me like Scandinavian folklore and stuff like that right and you, you just walk around these woods um, and then that's already horrible then it got creepy and the simple art style actually made it more creepy for me but I couldn't stop playing and uh, it's not that long it's about two hours long maximum um, it's a, just a weird little adventure puzzle game, but it's very creepy and lots of weird like folklore. Really recommend playing it. It's called Year Walk. Year Walk. Year Walk. Um, I played it on PC. I think it's available on PC, Mac, and your iOS devices. But I'll put um, a little thing about that because I really recommend playing that if you're into sort of your weird stories and creepy content. I really enjoy playing it. I end up playing it from beginning to end in one scene. This is this is one thing that I can't do I, I just don't have I haven't got the balls for it I'm afraid playing, playing scary games oh scary games just can't um, now that graphics are so good and storytelling in, in gameplay is just incredible 
I can't play them anymore because they're too. I get too involved. Yeah. And it's too. It just grips me too much, and I've got an uh, like a hyper imagination, so I always dream about this stuff as well. You, you're not a big fan of horror films, anyway. Are you? Uh, not really. I love supernatural films. Well, I, I don't. I guess I don't really do horror films because I don't. Um, I don't get anything. I don't gain anything from feeling scared. I know that sounds like a really obvious statement, but what I mean is, some people go to horror films because they love the adrenaline of being terrified. Mm. I don't. I don't get anything from it, so I just don't watch them. But that's not to say I don't appreciate how they're made, and I know that some horror films are really well put together. Hey, I'm just stepping in to say that we lost a little bit of the recording here, um, but we got on to the topic of... um... We got onto the topic of absorbing media that was so uh, in tune to the creator's vision that it's almost hard to follow, even as much as you appreciate it. And so um, you can watch or read it and appreciate that it's an incredible piece of art. But if someone asked you to relay it afterwards, you would struggle to tell them the plot or synopsis, other than the fact that you thought it was amazing. Um, and then that led Tiss on to saying, uh, relating dreams as to being a similar thing. When you wake up from dreams, it's like gold. It's running through your fingers. And you just, by the time your, your feet have hit the floor, you're just like, what was I thinking? Yeah. What? Mm. Do you think that maybe dreams are so like, bam, information that when you wake up, you just, you're, tr- you're trying to grab onto it and you just can't. Do you think that's the same as dreams? I've never thought of dreams in that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I just thought. I thought because the stuff like that, comics and stuff, even though you love it, and at the time it inspires you, and then when you finish reading it, you're just like... Yeah, it's almost like you, you explain what, the plot of what you just read. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. know what it was. I know it was brilliant. And the same as dreams. When you come out of dreams, you're just like, that was amazing. That's inspired me. What was it about? I don't know. But I've, um, I can't I remember have... exact details, but I remember that it inspired me to do this. Before we, before I got married, my wife would, um, she'd have, she'd have dreams, and then she'd, um, so we'd be talking about something, it'd be really, really dull, like nothing, or like completely ordinary, and she'd say, oh, I dreamt this, and then I'd say something, and she'd go, I knew you'd say that, and then she'd do it all the time, and be like, what, what are you talking about, that's just deja vu, that's not anything, and then after we got married, it started to happen to me. And it just happens to me maybe like once a week. But it's more than deja vu. Like I can, I can almost, like it happened at work the other day. And as my friend started talking, I spoke with her and just said the sentence with her. Oh, I wonder an episode about dreams because there's, Definitely. there's a lot of weird experiences to do with dreams. Yeah. And the, the mind. When you are not awake. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Mm. Just to reiterate then, any stories? Uh, unexplainableuk at mail.com. Anything you got to say, we'd love it. Definitely. Um, um, the blog companion is weirdtalesintheunexplainable.blogspot.com. And uh, we'll be back in a fortnight where I'll be hosting a show on haunted houses. So... Until next time. Until next time. You haven't got one. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't got a sign up. Oh, right. Until next time. Stay safe. (laughs) Until next time. Watch them frequencies. Yeah. Until next time.
Stay on the right frequency. Until next time, have a good day. <laughs> um. Oh, I didn't say I'm. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to uh, York and Edinburgh over the next week. Yeah, two of the most haunted cities in the UK. Right. Not intentionally to go to haunted places. No. But while I'm there, I'm going on a ghost walk in both places. <laughs> so I'll report back. Excellent. That should be a bit more material, right? Yeah. For the, for the ghost stuff. I hope so. Perfect. So, until next time. Just leave it there. Yeah, until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.